Hey everyone, this is Mary Christopher, and this is a special podcast on Friday evening about the uh, partial solar eclipse that is happening tomorrow at 4.28 p.m. Eastern Time, which is 1.28 p.m. Pacific Time. And this eclipse is going to be uh, with the sun and the moon at 10 degrees of Taurus. It is a partial solar eclipse, and that means that the sun will only be covered, only part of the sun, not the whole face of the sun will be covered by the moon. And it will be visible primarily in the southeast Pacific, and Southern South America. Uh, (laughs) You can view it if you hop on a plane real quick, um, or maybe not, but uh, it can be seen from the Carlini Base in Antarctica, Easter Island, and La Paz, Bolivia. So it's definitely Southern South America, okay? And one of the reasons that I'm doing this little podcast is because I've talked to several people in the last day or two, and they were commenting about how about the energy they were feeling, and um, generally good. I mean, like good feeling, but definitely a lot of energy. So a new moon represents. 28, the beginning of a 28-day lunar cycle. It's a new moon, so it's, it's a new phase. And that's good because it's a good time to start new projects, new habits. Um, back before we got all sophisticated and modern, people used to farm and garden and fish and hunt by the moon and the sun. We don't do that so much anymore, but obviously people did pretty well with that because we're here, which means that our ancestors survived, right? Because we wouldn't be here if our ancestors hadn't survived. So um, there's there's a lot to be said for for timing things in your life to activity in creation. I that's just highly recommended. So I'm sitting in the backyard. You may be able to hear the birds or the planes going over on their way to Atlanta Hartsfield Airport, which is not nearby, but the planes go over. Um, it's getting close to sunset. It's a beautiful day, and I. Thought, I just thought it would be a good idea um, to do this little podcast. And the other reason I wanted to do this podcast is because of the lineup in planets in Pisces. It, it's significant. It's significant that we have this partial solar eclipse with the new moon... And then in Pisces, we have Neptune at 24 degrees, Venus at 26, and Jupiter at 27 degrees of Pisces, 
all lined up. And I was thinking about this yesterday, and I woke up this morning, and I remembered that I had learned about a similar lineup years ago. Um, in the last century, I worked at two different planetariums. One was the planetarium uh, in Golden Gate Park, which is a beautiful planetarium. And I also worked at the planetarium at the University of Nebraska uh, and in Lincoln. And they had a great planetarium there. And they did a lot of programs for school children. So a lot of the programs that I did, the audience was children from grade school all the way through high school. And of course we did public programs, you know, like family kind with, so people could bring their kids and learn something about astronomy and sometimes a little bit about astrology. So one of the things that we did in the planetarium in Lincoln almost every year was we did a Christmas sh show. It was a Christmas program. And the interesting thing about planetarium equipment is that you can run it backward to see what kind of configurations, like planetary configurations, there were at a certain time, a certain date in history. So every year at Christmas, we would run the, the equipment back to the approximate years, okay, the approximate years when Jesus might have been born. And based on historical records, the my friends at the planetarium who'd been doing this for years felt like it was pretty accurate within a couple of years, which, like within two or three years. So that's, that's pretty good. And what, what they were looking for is, is what was it that the wise men were looking for? What, what was that star that they were following? And the general consensus in the planetarium was what they were following was a conjunction of planets in a specific constellation. So it turns out when you run the the equipment backward, um, you find that in that time frame, okay, it's a wide time frame, but in that time frame, the planets Venus, Jupiter, and Saturn were converging on the constellation that we know as Pisces, okay, and that it it's considered that that is what the wise men were following and we know that they did not live next door to Jerusalem or Bethlehem 
they came from far away. And what this means is that they would have had to start traveling maybe six months, maybe nine months, following this, the movement of those planets toward Pisces. So Saturn and Jupiter are their orbits around the sun are further out than Earth's or Venus. So it, it appears that they're moving much more slowly against the background of stars. So the constellations are part of the background of stars and planets move in their orbit around the sun through that backdrop. I hope this makes sense. It's so much easier to do it in a planetarium, believe me. Okay, so um, the, the wise men, whether there were three or four or five or however many there were to start out, had to start traveling at least six to nine months ahead of time, tracking the movement of Venus, Jupiter, and Saturn. And they would not have traveled alone. They would have had baggage, they would have had food, they would have had protection, you know, from raiders and thieves and attacks on the road. Um, so, I mean, this would have been a major journey for these people. And what's interesting now is that we have Neptune and Venus and Jupiter converging and sitting. They've been converging for some time, but now they're sitting all neatly lined up in Pisces. Mars is also in Pisces, but today and tomorrow and for the next day or two, it's going to be at 11 Pisces. But we've got this little cluster, and it occurred to me that this is significant. The, the world is in tremendous turmoil. And at the time that Jesus was born, the world was also in tremendous turmoil. I mean, when humans run things, we tend to sort of go from turmoil to peace to turmoil to peace to turmoil. Anyway, but we're, we're in tremendous turmoil right now. We, we're just barely easing out of COVID and um, we've got this great tragedy in the Ukraine um, and other tragic situations around the world. And some, some days I feel like humanity is holding its breath. And I know a lot of people are doing their spiritual practices and, and working just doing whatever they can to pour more goodness into the world and make things work better. Um, so when we have an eclipse, even if it's a partial solar, it's, it's like a marker in time and it's a new moon so we can start some new patterns. And my suggestion is that sometime tomorrow, and it doesn't have to be exact, 
Like it doesn't have to be exactly at 428 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time or 128 on the West Coast. But sometime tomorrow, take a few minutes, just be quiet and ground yourself. Just be be with the earth, okay? And let yourself feel a little bit of the energy from the sun and the moon and the planets and just the solar system in general. Just let yourself be a part of creation. Because we are a part of creation. But the way that most of us live now, unless we make a real effort to get outside, um, we don't necessarily feel that we're part of creation. And we definitely are. So it can be very calming and healing and restorative to let yourself be outside someplace that's safe and someplace that is maybe your favorite spot or your favorite tree or your favorite garden, your, just a, your favorite spot somewhere in nature. And let yourself be part of creation. Just feel that. The energy of creation is actually much more coherent and calming than human energy. You may have noticed this. So people go to the woods or the beach or go hiking wherever to calm down, to, to tune back in. So my suggestion is tomorrow, sometime during the day, find a nice, comfortable, safe place in nature and just soak up all that lovely, coherent, harmonic <laughs> energy that's there. So that's what I do when I go outside, even with planes flying over and, you know, maybe somebody in the neighborhood's going to start up their chainsaw. I don't care. That's the world we live in. But I do give myself time to very consciously plug back into creation. And listen to the birds and to the little bugs crawling in the grass next to me. And if I lived close to the beach, I'd be at the beach. I'd be watching the sun come up or the sun go down. 
There's a rhythm in creation. It's very healing. And very calming. And if you sit under a tree, which I'm sitting under several trees right now, you can breathe in fresh, freshly minted oxygen. Because that's what trees do. Their leaves absorb carbon dioxide and transform it using photosynthesis light from the sun transform it into fresh oxygen can't get any better than that And also at the beach, we get a lot of fresh oxygen and we get negative ions, which our human bodies need. They need negative ions. It's very nourishing. So take advantage tomorrow. Take advantage. Of this partial solar eclipse. And this cluster of planets in Pisces. And let your prayers for the world and yourself and your family, those prayers just be part of the, the energy and the rhythm and the cycle of creation. And let yourself be grateful. For the trees, sunlight, the sky, clouds, stars at night, beautiful moon, radiant sun, the amazing beauty and coherence of creation. So that's what I will be doing tomorrow, for sure. Maybe we can generate a little extra peace and calm for the world.
So let's work on that tomorrow. Having compassion and understanding for ourselves, for our family and friends, for the world. Great, wonderful, let's do it. Have a great day tomorrow. And remember, <laughs> always remember to breathe.